Yeah. Welcome to the Disagreeers Video Game Club. I'm Kryle, the Pompadorian. I'm drinking a tiny hiney. Uh, do you know what it? You don't know what a tiny hiney is. I have a tiny hiney. You you do, but I can't. Well, I guess I could drink that when I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, if you were thirsty um, enough. And, and I would ask for permission, obviously. Um, Appreciate no, that. No, a tiny. So we do HelloFresh, and we signed up for uh, Heineken, and because when you get those meal things where you cook your own meals and stuff, you get them in a box. Well, they send you these. I thought they would be regular sized Heinekens, and they're they're like six ounces, five ounce cans, tiny Heinies. That's kind of nice, though, right? I mean, it's just a casual little drink, and uh, yeah. Honestly, I didn't I didn't pick up any alcohol since the last time I I had any, and so wow. I am I'm here without that. But I'm also I've oh. got a little bit of a cold, so maybe you know maybe that's better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the yeah. consensus is on that. And that other voice you hear, that's Nicholas. Uh, hey, Nick, are you a you diamond handed? Diamond hand? Uh, no, I'd say I'm not because I don't know what that means. Oh, you didn't you didn't do the GME. You didn't get into the the stocks. That's stonks. right. That's right. No, I didn't get any meme <laughs> meme stocks uh, personally. Oh, okay. But it was you know it was entertaining to watch, and I feel like I learned a little something about the market. Uh, just kidding. I, I learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. I I learned um, that uh, I fell into the hype and uh, I I bought two shares, and it turned out that um, that Wall Street bets is kind of like the the uh, QAnon of finance. Um, it, you just you fall into that cult and you're like, oh man, we're going to the moon. We're gonna be we're gonna make a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. And um, that didn't happen. It's because the uh, finance bros, the hedge funders, are pretty smart and have been doing it for years. So if they can cut you out, they'll cut you out immediately. And even uh, when it, it was went, happening, when the when the price was going up, I thought, well, what is the end game here? I mean, it's going to go up and then it's going to come down. Well, and that's going to be it, it. it. You start you start seeing posts change themes. Uh, pretty quickly the first first it was like oh man we're going to the going to the moon hold on diamond hand it you got to hold on to your stock make sure you don't sell it right now because it's going to go through the roof into the moon and make a thousand dollars a share right and then as soon as it doesn't get to a thousand they're like oh you got to wait a week be a little patient a week goes by uh well you know um it's just it's going to go down it, 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 we're not doing it for the money anymore we're doing it to get back at the hedge funds and it's like no i'm doing it for the money um i think i'm going to sell now and just leave this thread because you guys are dangerous um so yeah that, i mean you I, know what, what you got to you got to do your own research you can't yeah. just rely on the on the on the word of others uh you can't rely on reddit yeah <laughs> You can rely on it for entertainment. Um, oh. But yeah, I don't okay. I don't know. I can't comment. You know, I I, I can't I have to I must refrain because to me it's all been sort of a an in, you know, kind of an interesting story, but not something I I understand or uh, really care to understand about. Yeah. No, I get it. 
and I'm done with it, and I won't do it It was again. funny, though, that it was GameStop, because GameStop is sort of a <laughs> meme. There, I, I always, uh, you know, I, I, I was about to say I've always enjoyed walking into their stores, but it's more just like I'm at the mall, and at least this is a place yeah. where things exist that I would potentially want to buy. I would take breaks from work, like my corporate job, and my buddy and I uh, would go to a GameStop and walk around and look at video games. And that was something we'd do during lunch, and we enjoyed it. Um, and we got to know the workers there. The workers were always nice. It was the management, because, you know, that store was not managed properly. They would force their workers to, like, uh, sell to sell you pre-orders and stuff. That's how they would make their quotas, and if they didn't do enough pre-orders, they'd lose their jobs. So they were very, they became pushy. So going to a GameStop ended up not being as fun as it once was. Right. Um, Why would you go into a retail store if not to get help from the people right. there? And sort of, and that's what, like, I, I worked at Toys R Us when I was in high school, and uh, they wanted to differentiate themselves from the quote unquote big box stores by being more service focused. And so yeah. we had to pester people with questions about, can I help you? And that sort of thing. Um, and yeah. also sell batteries and sell protection plans and all that stuff and get paid, you know pretty much less than any other retailer retailer at the time. But uh, I worked in the video game section. I enjoyed it. I liked helping parents figure out what the hell toy to get their kid. Um, yeah. You know, they walk into this just like cartoon uh, vomit of just like Grand Theft Auto and Super Monkey Ball and Super Mario Brothers and just these these colorful characters, they have no idea what's good. They have some idea maybe based on commercials or what their kids have been whining at them about. But at the end right. of the day, someone was there to help them. And that's what you don't get with retail online, except that you do because customer <laughs> customer reviews are pretty awesome. So yeah. I don't know what... Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe we shouldn't have stores, Kyle. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is either. I don't... I mean, obviously, we don't go to stores anymore, so... Um, what, stores yeah, are gone. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I miss walking around blockbusters. I, I miss. Ooh, yeah, that was fun. Walking around. Yeah, uh, you go around the art. The artwork mattered, you know, for uh, VHS or DVDs. Man, I I right. walked around blockbusters all the time. It was super fun, uh, especially for dates. You had something to do, you know. Go, yeah, you sipping, pick up on your a, date. sipping on some sort of a some sort of a concoction that you made at the at the fountain at, at McDonald's. Um, yeah, yeah. What was the it? Wasn't it, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, please. No, I want. I want to. I was just going to say, when you're on a date, it wasn't as. I, I imagine dates now being awkward because you go to someone's house, and then you're at the house. It's like you're skipping. In my head, you're skipping. You a bunch rented of movies steps. for you rented movies for dates. Did you ever rent a video game for a date? Uh, no, but I did play games with dates. Like I already had the game. I never went to go rent a game with the date. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember playing games on dates. Sure. What were games that you rented a lot? Because I can think of, especially the N64 era. Because those games yeah. were so expensive, and we would pool our money together as kids and be like, all right, for this weekend, we're all going to share and play this multiplayer game together, and it's going to cost us a couple bucks each. I remember 
renting systems because we didn't have enough money yes. to buy. So I would rent the N64 when that came out. And so it was Pilot Wings was a game that I would rent with that system. And I would rent the system multiple times. Um, yes. And Pilot it Wings was always case. one of the games. Yeah. Yeah. Big giant case. You, we rented the N64, I think, twice before Christmas when it showed up for my big brother. Right. And, uh, yeah, rent. we would rent game. That was probably the height of renting because I think just because of the cost, those cartridges were, were crazy. 80 bucks? Yeah. There, yeah, they were. And uh, there was another game. I, the game I would rent and then would ultimately play on a date was a golf game and Steve Carell. So it was like a funny golf game, um, humorous golf game. You would like have accidents. You'd hit people with golf balls and stuff. And it, it, Steve Carell would be the, um, the uh, what do you call that, sports announcer. And he would say a bunch of funny crap, and it would be uh, adult humor. And then the next year, they only made two of these games, I think. Steve Carell did the announcer for the first year. Steve Colbert did the announcer for the second year. And those were my two favorite golf games ever. I wish they didn't stop making them, and I wish I could remember the name of them. Oh, well, man. sir, that I was mean, great. I think you could. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to be looking this up later. That Outlaw sounds... Golf. I That's see. what it was. Outlaw Golf. It was amazing. Um, and I played that with uh, some girls. and Because, I mean, you couldn't not find it funny, especially with someone as professional as Steve Carell doing the commentating. It was awesome. Um, so that was my thing. What, what did you play on dates? Never played games on dates. Oh. I don't think I've ever been in romantically involved with anyone who... Uh, would want to play video games oh i just forced them right right i tried I that it. yeah a couple of times <laughs> but uh didn't didn't pan out yeah so i don't know yeah. what that's like i don't know i've always missed out on that what, what that would be like but um you know eventually i would play video games with people i was involved with and it was usually something like a mario kart or sure. a uh, mario party mario party yeah jinx yeah, something like that um yeah jinx Pretty is fun Kong racing jinx from pokemon we'd play the game jinx from pokemon oh you would um, it's good yeah it's a good one yeah um so yeah there, um, days. I w this is going to be a like a wild switch of topic but uh well, on we my need notes to get into video games we need to get we need to get into video games we are i'm feeling in a, in a minute we're almost oh, there. I feel like we're stepping into the zone of video games right now. We'll take it's the business related. exit. We're going to take the business exit, get some gas, and then we're going to get into video games. Right. And hopefully I don't leave the uh, tank, the, the filler in, in the tank. Have you seen any of those videos on Reddit? Filler in the tank. <laughs> filler in no, the tank. Know you know, the, the handle, the handle. I watched a guy leave a hand, yes. the handle to the gas to the fuel in his car and it uh, backed into a ditch and caused a massive explosion. Uh, that's not video game related. Let's there. We had talked about doing a co-op stream at one point and we tried it out. I think we ultimately got a, uh, a working solution where we um, kind of streamed on discord and then recorded the audio 
and I got some of the video from Discord, and we were able to do like a co-op Twitch stream. Because, you know, right. you have to have like a really popular stream to be able to do the function, the Twitch built-in functionality of doing a Twitch, um, whatever they call it, group session or something. But you can't yeah, we do tried it unless to, you're a We popular. tried to test it out. I tried to use my uh, computer audio as one of yeah. the sources in, in, what is it, OBS? And yeah. um yeah, tried to use that and then have it at the right volume for me here. It didn't work out. Like the the mix ended up being not good. So we'd right. have to we'd have to get, you know, whatever those levels need to be. Um but yeah, what happened with that was I, I got into Final Fantasy four so much, which was what I was playing. Yeah. That I just started playing it on PS Vita and uh Oh. Just beat it on Vita instead of playing oh, it on you the did computer. Beat it. Oh well, okay, yeah, yeah that was a, it. that was fun to watch. I liked it. Um, did oh, you have so an good. idea for co-op Twitch stream? I did, I did. So um, when I was having this idea, I was going to a website. It's like Tier List Maker. You make tier lists. Oh, and there's yeah, all yeah. kinds of uh, people have created all kinds of templates for these tier lists, and it's like every Zelda game or every character from fire emblem or whatever like different tier lists right. fighting games is where tier lists are often talked about just as like in the meta of the fighting game who what what characters are most dominant and you make a list yes. so um it was fun because i was just like thinking about my experience with all the zelda games and i was like based on how much fun i had with each zelda game I'm going to make a list. And I just did that. And oh. I was like, I didn't do this for any reason. This was fun uh, to do. And it's meaningless. It's just sort of, you know, it completely... Um, it's like when we did the power rankings for, uh, like, the, the clout power rankings for yeah. the Smash Brothers characters. Which was fun. So you ranked all your Zelda games. Yeah, but I, I was trying to think of a rubric that was completely subjective. Not objective, <laughs> yeah. completely subjective. Because to me, that's a it's a truer. Like if you can just say how much you liked something, that's to me a more honest statement than this is how good this game is. I mean, you can argue for games having good design, but sure. you know what's more interesting to me is your experience because it involves a lot of context that has nothing to do with the game, and yeah. that makes it more interesting. So like when I played them. So I, you know, if I was a kid playing the first Zelda game and my context was I'd never played a game like this before and it was completely mysterious, right. uh, it was, you know, so the, the fun level would have been higher than if I played it now, for instance. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So I created a tier list of Zelda games that are j just purely based on how much fun I had when I played it for the first time. I think that's fair. I, I like that tier list better than someone trying to, you know, definitively say which is the best. Yes. Which is tough to do with Zelda because you have very different games and then different people can be like, well, I like, like my friend Jacob loves story more than anything in Zelda games or in games in general. And so for him, he loves Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time. Okay. I don't like those as much. I, I mean, they're really good. But I don't like him as much as he does because of sort of the limitations of um, the gameplay and how you're you're yeah. handheld a little bit and things are paced out, you know, in sort of a forced way. Um, 
I, which I don't like as much, but there's super benefits to it, which is you can tell, you can like focus in and then make the character see everything you want them to see and tell a focus story. And so for those reasons, he would like those better. And that's, that's like neat. That's good that we, yeah. you know, have different perspectives. So what's your, uh, what's your top, what was your top well, Zelda I didn't, game? I didn't prepare. I didn't bring this up, but my I guess that on the top row, the two most fun games that I had were uh, Breath of the Wild and this is S tier, I guess, and then hmm. A Link to the Past with Four Swords because when I got that for the Game Boy Advance, I was playing A Link to the Past for the first time because I'd only dabbled with it on Super Nintendo. I didn't own it. A friend sure. did. And I was always like, wow, this music is great. I love how this looks. This plays, this is fun, but I never played it. And then I got it for Game Boy Advance and it had a multiplayer add-on and you, you could play with a friend. And I played with my friend Darren in science class in high school. that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, or middle school maybe. Anyway, we, we beat it there and, and I had a really fun time with it because it was like a link to the past for the first time. Really fun the multiplayer anyway i've gone too far wait the multiplayer you for the multiplayer they made it to where you could co-op the main adventure no it was a completely separate game four swords okay that's Uh, awesome okay yeah and and it was it was designed for multiplayer um yeah and designed for i mean the puzzles were designed to accommodate two players three players or four players oh wow okay that's extensive i didn't even know that was there so Game Boy Advance, I skipped that entire generation of Game Boy. Um, So I have no idea what was available or what games were out for that. Um, Yeah, that's that's interesting that they did that. I didn't even know they had multiplayer games for Game Boy Advance. That's fun. Yes. Uh, Yeah, with the link cable, of course, you could trade Pokemon and, uh, you know, play Mega Man Battle Network, I think. But oh. there were lots of yeah, there were lots of multiplayer games, but that one in particular was unique in that I don't know if there were any other that were designed so intentionally uh, as a multiplayer puzzle solving experience. Certainly not a Zelda game. And then they made That's cool. uh, Four Swords again for GameCube, but I never played oh. that one. Yeah, me either. I you know I I've attempted probably half of the Zelda games that are out there, and I've only finished two and it was breath of the wild and uh which one was on 3ds they remade it was it a link to a past or a link um, between worlds was link very between high worlds. on my That's fun list was. yeah yeah i love that one uh, those are the only two i've ever finished of zelda games and uh so i don't know what you think about that but i've attempted many and i could not keep going i think my I think I would be able to finish Zelda games now. I'm at a different oh, yeah. spot in a Me head. Too. I'm in a different headspace now than I was back when I when I was into video games and those were out, like the old Zelda games. I was more action based, and if it was slow at all, I would put it down and never go back. Um, but now I, I feel like I could play a game that takes its time and tells a story, you know. So yeah, um, way way more patient now than before. Yeah. So I, I'm also interested to play all these again and see if things move around because I didn't care about story at all. You know, once upon a time, maybe a little bit, right? But not yeah. like I do now, where it's like, 
oh, this is interesting. I might as well stop and pay attention to this. And usually it's, it's fun and good. Would, would you find your, so when you weren't interested in the story, did you skip cutscenes a lot and dialogue? Yeah. Cause yeah, I, did I did that all the time. Yeah. I, in, I had friends that would get really upset with me and didn't know how I could play a game and not listen to the story or I think you know in all honesty I think it was Phoenix Wright that forced me to change that yeah yeah I would say it's a mixture of those silly story games that probably caught my attention I was like oh are these what I mean these are the types of stories people are telling maybe I'll pay attention or something I think Halo also helped because I liked Master Chief Although I don't like every Master Chief story that's been told. Um, so I don't know. I think Halo 1, I paid attention to the story, maybe. Gr- no, it was Grand Theft Auto. That's what ended up making me like stories a little bit more. Because yeah. they were silly, you know? Um, now, I don't know if I well, like once them I, now, because they're over the top. But Once I once I slowed down, and I think like Chrono Trigger and other yeah. like JRPGs did that for me too. Once I slowed down and paid attention, and I noticed that some games have really good stories, and that that mm-hmm. is rewarding in concert with like all the action you're doing. Um, then I started, you know, being, you know, gravitating to those games more. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd say I was just impatient as a kid. Do you have a favorite story? on the top of your head that a game has told not just zelda but any yeah game? that's rough that's that's tough um <laughs> i feel no, like i can't no, because i think i know yeah yeah because it's well you say yours because i you know i i'm afraid to not mention the right answer if you know what i mean sure yeah i get it um yeah immediately what comes to mind is mass effect 2 because i so Mass Effect 1 was a really, I thought it was a great story that was told. Um, and it sets you up caring about your shepherd that you built. And then if you play it on the same system, you can import the shepherd that you built from Mass Effect 1, which I did on Xbox 360. And then uh, they introduce all these really awesome characters with Miranda and I think Thane. I forgot the... Like lizard-looking guy, he was my—I forgot his name. Garrus. This, no, Garrus is the blue guy. I'm talking about the green guy okay. who ended up having some kind of like cancer, sort of, and he dies. Um, but Dang, I spoilers, think his name dude. is Thane. I think his name is Thane, but I, I'm not exactly sure. He's my favorite character. I loved Garrus, but when this green guy was introduced to Mass Effect Two, I was like, oh, I love this guy. Um, but anyway, I liked how in Mass Effect Two. Everything felt like it mattered, and it did matter because depending on some of the situations you were in, it would matter on who was living toward the end, and you could have a perfect ending if you did everything right, where everyone lived, but it was kind of hard to do that. Um, And so I played it. That was one of the only games, RPGs, with you know a lot of hours that I played multiple times for those different endings to do different... um, choices so uh, to me mass effect 2 is my favorite story based game um i'd say i'd say uh, like i I, rather than name a favorite first of all mass effect 2 i think that's a great i watched jordan play that a lot and uh, mm -hmm. i thought that the dialogue tree options were interesting and it was fun to follow along just as a viewer yeah 
Um, yeah. So that that was cool. Uh, but story-wise, I'll mention Final Fantasy IV because I just played it and how it really uh, surprised me with its story. I had played Final Fantasy III before, which is more of an old-school, straightforward RPG that's, you know, it's got a little bit of a veneer of a story, but um, really the game is more about customizing your team with different classes and jobs and, yeah. uh, you know, mastering the art of the summon. But then, you know, I didn't know what to expect from 4. I thought it would be closer to 3, but it had this really fully fleshed-out story, um, lots of characters. Rather than giving you flexibility with your party, it, it sort of funneled you into certain parties throughout the game based on where the story was. So right. there was less freedom in that regard, but it helped to focus and, and tell you a particular uh, story. And it really reminded me of like an action adventure movie with all of its twists and turns and dramatic sure. moments and really good, uh, like um, emotionally effective music. Uh, the score, the soundtrack was really good. Um, so that, that's one I would mention because that came out, I think 91 and, sure. um, yeah. it, it just surprised me because any other RPGs I've played around that time, they didn't have that depth of that kind of story. I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, that kind of drama <laughs> going on. Yeah. So, well, and back then, you know, American audiences were just now, or like the American just Americans themselves were just now getting into video games after that um, whole, what was it called? It was like a dark period of video games where, um, yeah, that, uh, oh, what was it? The well, ET game kind of tanked. Right, yeah. after Atari sort of oversaturated the market with uh, shit shovelware, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. video games were like, oh, these... This is a bad product where most of them are, some of them are kind of fun, but most are garbage and they just became not liked um, until Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. And then the games that Americans started playing where they start developers were noticing that we were now getting into video games. They weren't story-based games. They were the action games with like Mortal Kombat and Mario and, you know, that kind of stuff. So they weren't delivering us fully fleshed out stories whereas in japan they never got over video games there they were used to story-based um entertainment like that so they were getting those fully fleshed out games and rpgs and they didn't think we would like it um and i think that was the case for a while i mean we had to prove it you know and it took well and it didn't years. it was sort of it was sort of self-fulfilling prophecies in a lot of situations the games weren't they just weren't translated or in the right. case of a lot of uh, a lot of games poorly translated because those companies just didn't see it as a priority. Um, right. Which that that has changed because of what's happened with sales. And, you know, these games are super viable over here. Yeah. I mean, at one point they thought we were so stupid that uh, Sonic needed to be a motorcycle dude with a busty girlfriend. You remember that? <laughs> That's what Sonic hey, was going to be when they were making Sega. And they were like, we got to have right. someone to go against Mario, but Americans love motorcycles and busty women. So we're going to make him ride a motorcycle and have a busty girl. Um, I'd play it Road then... Rash, except it's a <laughs> hedgehog, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't come to fruition or else uh, the Sonic movie would be completely different. I wouldn't have been able to take my daughter to go see that movie. Um, that would be a... Uh, Pornhub 
movie, I think. That song probably movie, exists. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I mean, uh, that w- early 90s, the worst it got was Mortal Kombat, and people were trying to pass laws about it. I think that whatever oh, the edgy yeah. Sonic would have been would still be kid-appropriate by today's probably standards. Probably so. Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, I remember it, the blood looked like sand in Mortal Kombat 1 on Nintendo. <laughs> that was the one I had. Um, anyway, I saw, okay, let's, let's transition into news. There was one thing I wanted to ask you about. Because I saw this, and we typically don't do, we've never really done segments, but uh, I wrote out an outline because there were some things I really wanted to ask you. And this was one of them. I saw that Apple was thinking about entering the VR space. Now, I don't know, because the price, it seems like this is going to be a professional headset. I don't know if it's going to be for like developers only or engineers or something, because I can't see people spending $3,000 on a headset. But, um, that's what the uh, rumor is. It's $3,000, 8K resolution, and like a dozen cameras to set up. Now That's sort of what Apple does though, right? I mean, they make consumer-grade yeah. electronics that are, that are facing toward casual use and toward professional use. Yeah, I can see. Because their headphones they just came out with are apparently really good, but they're $500. So... Um, it makes sense that if they got into this VR thing, it would be the most expensive headset. It has They have to, right? Apple can't enter a new uh, area and just be, like, mid-priced. Like, they it have depends. to offer it depends on that's... Yeah, it depends on the audience that they're going to go toward. But I, I, I am, I'm thinking you're right because... I think Apple would want to do something that would become a solution for businesses and for consumers because that's what they do with their laptops and their tablets. They, yeah. they, might, they might iterate a little bit on those products to where you have some that are a little bit higher end, but you see any version of an Apple product being used in business settings that would be used in, in the home. And it's the same yeah. device just different different settings and so i think they would want to do that with vr make something that is applicable with like um augmented reality uh stuff for businesses and uh you know design and also it it's a, a great gaming vr set and that'll sell units too right yeah yeah i would add it to my cart if (laughs) If, like, you just mentioned design, I was thinking, oh, man, if I was, like, because I do animation, if I was working in After Effects and I had an AR helmet on and I was able to, like, use my hands to manipulate the timeline and do keyframe animation instead of a mouse or a uh, pen tablet, um, if I could just use my hands with an AR headset, then, yeah, I, I would be all in on that. Plus, then you'd have a good headset for games. Um, but I could justify the price if it was what I was using on a daily basis to do my work. You know, I just, I don't, $3,000, that's not going to be your average gamer that jumps into the VR space with that headset. No, but Is I the, mean, that'd be a significant portion of the market just because yeah. there are those people. Um, but yeah, like really, really consumer grade VR isn't really here yet. We don't is have there, that. is there a game uh, franchise that if they announced a VR version of that game, 
you would consider buying a VR headset? I the experience of being in VR is not enjoyable to me, so no. Yeah. Oh, is it? Do you get sick when that happens? Um, or so sometimes I'll get a little bit of nausea sometimes, uh-huh. uh, but just just having the thing on my head, having the thing up close to my face gets hot, gets sweaty. Uh, that's the other thing too. It's really neat about VR actually is how it engages you and uh, you know how you can move around in a space. Sure. Um, but quickly that becomes uncomfortable for me. And usually when I'm playing games, I want to be comfortable and I'm trying to yeah. just like be comfortable. But I see like when I play uh, VR games, uh, what did my brother had some sort of uh, accounting plus. Oh yeah. I think I it's called. That. Yeah. That's funny. It was dude. very, I like very that funny. Right. And uh, you know, the, the, I, being in a space, it's, it's really fun and it's really, um, I don't know, immersive, I guess, uh, is the Mm -hmm. word. Uh, But um, I also, I just can't feel like it's better. It doesn't feel better to me than just like being in my, you know, I am currently in a 3D space. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I I don't like the time-consuming setup. I felt like every time I wanted, because I have PSVR, every time I wanted to play a VR game, it would be about 30 minutes of setup time because I gotta, I, I'm not a, uh, a messy person, so I don't want everything to just be connected at all times and just hanging out. So every yeah. time I play it and when I'm finished, I would unhook it, I would wrap it up, put it in its case, and then if I wanted to play it again, I had to get it out and plug it in and calibrate and play. And that, when I'm ready to play a game, I just need to start playing because I don't have that much time, you know? i tell you what. So... When a VR headset is is slightly heavier than the glasses I'm wearing right now, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm dead serious. When it when it yeah. is, then I'll I'll probably like it. I'll probably use yeah. it because yeah. the biggest thing for me is just like this honking thing on my head, and it's like weighing my head down a little bit. And not that I'm you know you know I'm you know I'm betraying the fact that I'm kind of a small frame weak neck here. That but the just like this big old honking thing on my head. I, I don't know. I can't, I'm not vibing with that ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just a personal thing. Um, I realize what this might sound like. This sounds like someone who just doesn't understand video games. No, it's, I mean, I think games. that was a big deal with headsets is one of the key features when people are comparing them is weight. And the one thing I liked about PSVR was the, the headset was actually balanced. They thought about it. Sony, Sony's got their design down, um, maybe not with how the PS5 looks, but I don't want to get into that right now. The headset is balanced in a way. I felt like I've tried on a lot of headsets, and I get that weight thing that you have where it's just too heavy. It feels too heavy on the front. Well, It starts yeah, pulling it on just, your neck a little bit. Right. Um, it's it's just like not... It's just a distracting thing. Yeah. The PSVR, I would say it almost doesn't feel like it's there because of the way it's balanced. It's like just wearing a hat. Um, it, nice. it feels really nice. So I would recommend that. But then again, you just get, it's the setup time, you know, that's the problem. It'll have, it, I, it's one of those technologies that it'll reach a point where I will want it. Right. They'll, yeah. they'll just solve all the problems I have with it currently. To, and, and another thing too, is you, you were like, what is one franchise 
that's not necessarily it. It would have to be like a group of games where it's just like, wow, that's it's really one game right now that I want to play, which is Alex. That's the only yep. VR game that I need to play. I played a little of Super Hot, and wow, that was awesome. Like way, yep. way more fun in VR than the game. And I like the game not in VR. Sure. So I, yep. I totally see, you know, what it's going to be. But I'm, I'm, I'm content to wait until the golden age of VR comes, which we're not there yet. Right. Yeah. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get there or not. You know, we'll see. I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, if someone's going to do it, it's going to be Valve, but they need to do a couple more games. Portal, like if they did Portal and Half-Life and like, you know, I, I, Alex is Half-Life, but I mean a proper Half-Life game um, and Portal, I think that would do it for PC gamers anyway. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Should we... Let's should we? transition over to new vegas and talk about some new vegas because i finished it you're still working on it but you've probably yeah, done a, maybe a mission or two since a little bit yeah i've i've uh i've allowed my procrastination habits to invade because i have so much that i need to, that i want to do in new vegas that it's over yeah. it's like over and then and then i don't even want to think about it because i'm done with work and i just want to like melt into it a game that i know what to do so, sure. um, so I've, I've put it off also like the Stardew Valley 1.5 update is really fun. So I've been yeah. playing that too. Uh, and then a streamer I watched was playing breath of the wild for the first time and watching this oh. person play who'd never played a Zelda game before was yeah, be filling fun. my head with all kinds of ideas for my own, like doing another, uh, run of it. So I ended up, I've been playing that too. You said you mentioned briefly that you were doing a challenge for yourself uh, for your new playthrough, Breath of the Wild. What was that again? Yeah, so that stemmed from watching this person play Breath of the Wild. They were not really learning the combat. And I was sort of reminded how you don't have to learn the combat in Breath of the Wild. You can just cheese yeah. everything with um, with recipes. And, and I thought, you know, I find the combat fun and like a thing that if you learn how to do, you're going to get satisfaction from. But the fact that you can remove that from the game and the person can still enjoy it a ton because the the main thing is the exploration is pretty impressive to me, you know? Right. Like, they just, they just removed that barrier of entry, gave you overpowered recipes to push, force your way through um, sure. if you don't want to learn the combat. Um, so I have played the game, you know, a number of times... And uh, I used master mode, which was a fun challenge, but it didn't make the game harder in the ways that I was looking for. What does master mode do? Master mode, I'm glad you asked, Kyle. So master <laughs> mode for Breath of the Wild, um, it, it up-levels every enemy by one. So uh, oh. with the exception of, of a couple because you need to have the lowest level enemies in your compendium. So they, they did stick a few of the base level enemies throughout the map, but they're like super rare. Um, okay. But they up-leveled every other enemy by one level. You know how in Breath of the Wild, they're sort of like base level enemies and then second and third and fourth level enemies. Yeah. Uh, the highest level ones are silver in Breath of the Wild, except in Master Mode, there's another level, which is gold. Oh, wow. Okay. And gold cool. has double the health or something like that of silver. So they're just, 
super powerful. They never, you can't parry uh, and knock a, a gold mob's uh, weapon out of their hand. They'll always hold on to it. So parry is less effective. Um, I actually don't like that because all it does is remove an option or weaken yeah. an option. And then you highly favor the flurry rush option, um, which is fine. But I just think it's more fun if you have more options. Um, they make enemies health regenerate um, based on how far you knock it down. It can regenerate a certain amount. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, which I like in, in theory, but, but uh, in practice, it's what it makes you do is focus on killing an enemy and then moving on to the next one. And there's less like carouseling that you do um, right. to be fully efficient with your weapons. So I actually prefer the option to go ahead and like carousel around and uh, not have to do that focusing in on, on enemies. So I wanted to find different ways to make it hard. Um, trying to think what else. It adds more Lionels. It like, uh, it makes it so that you're one, like if in, in Breath of the Wild, if you have full health and you're hit, you can never be hit by, or you can never be killed by one hit. Uh, it'll just take you down to like a quarter of one heart. And then if oh, you get okay. hit again, you die. In Master yeah. Mode, they remove that. So, if, oh, wow. you know, so you, you can you die can get, one hit. You can get one shot even if you're at full health, uh, which I actually don't mind. I, I wish that I could still have that um, thing. Yeah. And there are a number of other uh, things that I... Oh, they put extra treasure all throughout the world. There's like floating platforms with extra enemies. That's fine. Oh, that's it's cool. like It's like more, you know, it's just like more stuff. Um, yeah. So... So that's master mode, and I'm probably missing a couple other things. Uh, but basically, enemies have more health, right? That's that's the yeah, big one. Right. And they and regenerate they the health. Level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they up the level, which makes them have more health. And then they regenerate health. And then, um, you know, other... So what happens is the cheese strats from the, ma from the normal mode of the game become even more optimal. So you, I ended up cheesing recipes even more and make you know i'd oh, really right. lean on like the triple attack increase and the triple defense increase in particular and then all the health things so that's i think that's neat i think that the cooking in the game is neat but i don't think that just making you go through the motions of cooking like for me was the the kind of difficulty increase i wanted so instead right. i'm just doing a 10 heart limit um, I'm not doing any uh, attack or defense buff um, recipes at all. I'm not doing okay. any health bonus recipes uh, because, and I'm not eating. I'm not eating in battle. You know, if I'm in a battle, right. I'm, I'm not allowed to eat. Um, and that just makes the that all of that does is just makes it so that I'm no longer cooking so much because it's not an option. I'm just fighting yeah. every enemy, and then um, you know, You're if they focused. kill me. If they yeah, kill me, you I gotta, die. I've you got to time it right. Right. Yeah, and I can't eat. You know, I can't heal. So, yeah. you know, I got to actually fight them. Yeah, there was that uh, one guy who went all out and tried to do a 100% run without getting hit. And what did it... I sent you the article and it took him a few months to do it because he had to keep restarting because he'd get hit, you know? Right. Um. I, I, I don't know about that. I don't... That's not something I would ever do for fun, but you know, I mean, he did it for streaming and his audience, so that's fun in a way. Yeah. So yeah, all um, I all I'm really doing is I just want to play the game again, but 
I have to make it harder because I've played it a few times. Right. You so played it a I'm lot. too good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So. Yeah. I get that. And I want to um, remove the optimal strategy of cooking, like, because it's just too, it's too OP. And so right. if it's an option, you're just going to do it. And so you just always have to do it. Yep. Yeah. If you allow yourself to do, like, I allowed myself in New Vegas to use the command console and then I just kept using it. That's the cooking for New Vegas is the command console. And uh, I used it quite a bit and wish I didn't. Like, after, now that I finished the game, I kind of wish I didn't use it as much because uh, even though it made me initially have a better time, toward the end, I felt like I was just not challenged, you know, because I used it at the beginning. So Naughty, naughty. Uh, yeah. Just, it's hard to balance that because it's like, I want to have fun. I don't have a ton of time and I don't really want to go through the whole setup of getting to this level. So I feel like if I start somewhere in between, then I'll have a better time at the beginning and then, you know, kind of even it out toward the end. And I think I went a little too OP uh, yeah, you, with that So setup. you don't, you do not save time by over-leveling yourself. You, you actually make yourself right. waste more time because now you can do more things. And the point yep. of the game is that you're choosing what things to do based on your character, yeah. not... I'm going to do everything <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. because, and I'm going to level myself up to do everything. I'm going to get into every door and I'm going to hack into every computer. Now you're like doing all kinds of stuff and doing extra stuff. And, uh, so, so yeah, my, did you think it backfired in that way where you're just like taking extra routes? See, maybe because, well, I can see it two ways because I felt like I just wasn't challenged enough with the combat. Um, and that the combat itself started to not be fun because I, I was overpowered. Every, every, every type of enemy I came across, didn't matter how, what kind of enemy it was, I knew I was going to take them out with one or two shots. Um, yeah. and that happened fairly quick after I used the command console, um, to give myself a particular weapon and then the ammo for that. And then I just started leveling up really fast because of the way I was doing damage, uh, gave me a ton of XP. So I, I didn't know that the, the domino effect it was going to have of using the con uh, command console a few times, you know, but the domino yeah. effect was pretty large. And then, um, and it's generally, but I it's, I, I don't think it's needed in this game. Like this game, has like really tough walls where if you're if you're not strong enough you just can't get through but yeah. there's always easy there's always like an easy next thing to do i've, I've found so yeah. far at least i felt i mean the one positive i liked the ability of doing some of the things i knew i wouldn't have been able to do if i just chose one path just so check them out. Uh, yeah because I wasn't going to play this game more than once. It's just not going to happen. So I wasn't going to like choose a different type of character, a different, um, you know, different routes of my whatever points that are called and put them in different things and like build a different whole different character, like a scientist or something and play the science route. I'm glad I got to enjoy all those different things because of the opiate character I ended up having. Um, where I was like, oh, I, I, here's a computer, and I want to use this computer, but I didn't build a science guy, so let me just up my science real quick with the command console. 
because I did that, I was able to enjoy more of the story through those, you know, terminals and stuff. Without it, I wouldn't have found the H&H tools thing. Um, and I think the H&H tools really uh, brings more to the lore for the end game. And in, in, um, I don't know how much you know about uh, the Yes Man and Benny and all that stuff, um, which is the main quest of the game. But H&H Tools has a story and um, that goes with... Uh, what's his name? Gosh darn it. Not Yes Man and not Benny, but um, House. Mr. House. And uh, if you don't go to H&H Tools, you miss that little bit of the lore. It's not necessary, but because I use the command console, I could see all that stuff and it helped me enjoy the end of the game a little bit more because I knew more about House and uh, his history. And I thought that was really cool. And I got to see that in other ways play out because of some of the things I put my points in using the command that's, console. Yeah, that's that's fine. I do I do that yeah. except I for me it's like I'll watch YouTube videos later of stuff. Yeah, you know, if true. if I don't want to play again and there's like interesting lore, then I'll watch YouTube videos uh to if I just I now I'm I've played the game now I just want to learn more about, you know, the world. Yeah. Um I'll do that because then I can still have my role play, which I want to have my role play because that is a big part of the fun for me is like imagining the character and you know obviously this is not a game that has realism per se but it's right, a game where right. it has internal logic so yeah. i would i would not want to like bust that up bust up the internal logic of the game although you end up i've found some pretty broken strategies so like you still <laughs> yeah. find you find things but like in general you know the fact that there are things that I can't do because of my lockpick, I can't get in there, but I yeah. do have really high science, so I can do these other things. That feels like that helps me feel more like a, a character, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I that it totally broke my character. So you know, I, I started playing with the idea of doing a Judge Dread character, and I was just gonna go in with like combat focused and um, spe like a not barter but a speech. Um, because I wanted to be able to like talk down to people or something in a way. And that would have been great if I kept that. But because I started putting points and everything else so I can experience more of the game, I lost the character and lost the RPG element, which I was looking forward to. And I think that in the end, that ruined the story that I was telling. It's easy to I forget up, about yeah. that that aspect of things when you're playing a game because games are so it's also an action like there it's kind of an action game in that there's shoot aiming and shooting and running around right, right? there so yeah it feels like it's also an action game and also a story game where you're just sort of being delivered a story um but the the fun thing about role-playing games like this is it gives you an opportunity to be a certain thing within that story and it's a lot of it's up to you um and it's not necessarily just like a route from I'm weak guy to I'm strong guy. I'm yeah. weak guy who can do nothing to I'm strong guy who can do everything. It's like I'm a guy with these or gal with these specialties mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to like and then I go on an adventure and based on what I find and what I do, I end up getting different skills and, and finding, you know, it's it's just the idea of uh, 
finding your own path rather than just like slicing through. Right. Yeah. With just sheer force. Although that, yeah. that's a path and you still get a, a lot of other aspects of the game. And so I don't know. I yeah. think for some people it's probably fine to just like cheat code through games. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's subjective, but I was surprised that toward the end, you know, I ended up not like, I liked new Vegas overall but my enjoyment definitely dwindled because of what I did. And looking back, you, it was totally because of the OP command console stuff I was using. What were you going to say? I told you, did I tell you about, did I tell you, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but did I tell you about hey. SimCity when I was a kid? Hey, Maron, <laughs> look, SimCity 2000, okay? I played SimCity 2000 and I... Invariably, I learned about the command console. I learned about you can just get a, you can get money. You can just get all the money you want and build whatever you. So I would just build the city that I wanted, uh, mm-hmm. and that was fun. And I had fun, and I loved yeah. SimCity. And I cheated sure. every time I played because I was just a kid, and I was like, it's fun to cheat and build your city, and I loved it. And yeah. then I got SimCity three thousand unlimited for the mm. PC by Maxis. Okay. Okay. And that game, that game did have like lo- some like cheat codes, but they were like ec- like extra loans. So even then, you had to pay them back. Um, but like for the most part, did not have cheat codes in the way that other ones did. Obviously, people you could mod them in, but I wasn't smart enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was I was like I got this game. I was excited to play for months. I got it for Christmas. And I was like, well, I'm, go- I'm not going to not play it because I can't. I was got frustrated because <laughs> yeah. I looked up cheat codes and I was like, this article is like, SimCity 3000 Unlimited purposely removes cheat codes. It was like the oh, next wow. yeah. version. SimCity 3000 had them. Unlimited did not. And I was like, unlimited? They've limited me. Um, yeah. But I played it. I had to learn how to play it without. And learning how to play the game without the cheats was so uh, uh, gratifying because I, I got to feel myself get better at something. And then I was now managing the city and I was actually invested in the results of what happened and not just like, oh, looks like I have an imbalance. I'll just cheat, cheat, cheat and fix it. Right. Um, yeah. and, and I think that at that time, and then I got like the, you know, I got the false, like got the gamer pride where you're like, I beat a game. So that means I'm smart, even though these games are, <laughs> these games are designed to be easy and make right. you feel smart. Um, so I got that like little kid gamer pride and I was like, I don't do cheat codes anymore because it's more <laughs> rewarding when you don't. The truth is like, that's true. I, I learned that lesson and I learned what it's like when you don't cheat, but yeah. Now it's just like, well, if you want to, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it's other people. It can be do fun. Your thing, right? Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five, just like be invincible and call the cops off. Just tell them to leave you alone with the command console. Yeah. I'm never. I'm not going to do it. When I play Fallout Four, I'm not using. I guess Fallout Four has a command console. I'm not doing it. Like I just don't want that feeling when I finish the game that I was like, oh man, I lost my character. I don't know the story I really told here. You know, I just, just kind of just lost its luster at the, at the very end. Yeah. And also you, you mentioned that New Vegas had like an 18 month, uh, development time because they were going to go up against, what was it? Skyrim at the time. Right. So they needed 
to only have 18 months and deliver it before Skyrim? Was that what happened? That's basic. That's right. They they yeah. Bethesda want, did not want it to come out close to Skyrim. Right. Okay. So yeah. toward the end of this game, I started noticing that the uh, story bits that I was really interested in, like the quests, ended up having weird, uh, almost like it got cut off. It just felt very uh, short. Right. Um, and. There were some instances where like I was like following a quest or following this thing that I just stumbled upon and was like, oh man, this is going to be huge. Like uh, Benny, the guy who shoots you at the beginning of the game, huge, massive character. And you go to his uh, hotel room. If you look around, you'll find a hidden area where he has this like vault door. You're like, oh man, I got to get into this vault door because something's going to be in here that's going to be amazing and it's going to open up this whole like story with Benny and maybe like connect some more dots. And uh, the door doesn't open and it's not even supposed to open because they had to cut that content. They cut content to like these major characters in the game. And when I read about some of the stuff that they cut, those were the things I was enjoying the most of the game and was looking forward to finding out more stuff. And I couldn't because it was cut. So that was frustrating. Like if they had the ability to make the game they wanted to make, that vault door was going to open up and it was going to provide like this tunnel system underneath, uh, underneath new Vegas that would have connected all these different places. Um, but the door was there that they were just like, oh, we can't get around to it now. Um, and there was, uh, there was definitely another part of the game that also had that as well. Um, just yeah, the, like, I think that famously there was a lot of cut content in, in new Vegas. Oh, our favorite vault which is, had ooh, cut yeah. content. Yeah. Vault the one, 11. Okay. And, and by the way, back to our earlier part of the discussion, uh, when yeah. I did that vault, I got destroyed by those robots. Oh, yeah. I could not fight back. You were there. I saw, I was, you were streaming and I was like, they're barely yeah. touching. Kyle has gone uh, uh, mad <laughs> with power with this command console. Yeah. But it was cool because then I, I kind of liked, I, I liked that I was watching you then because I got to see yeah. what, you know, the, you know, the whatever was there. I don't even remember. Yeah. But I had, uh, but I, I got absolutely wiped out and I was like, well, I can't, you know, like that's what happens when I do that. And I was like, I might come back later if I have crazy armor or something and right. check it out. But, um, yeah, I had the power armor and I had a Gauss rifle and I was taking everything out with like one hit and my dog cool. was killing everything too, you know? So, um, anyway, vault 11 is crazy. So since you did that, I feel like we could talk about it. I think vault 11 yeah. was my favorite thing in new Vegas. And you, you come in and you see four, pretty much just right away, see four dead bodies. And you need to know, like, all right, what's what's going on here? And you, you start going around the vault and you're putting together the story by going up to these terminals and stuff and listening to uh, some of the tapes or whatever, or just reading the story. And it turns out, as you get deeper and deeper into the, into the vault, that they were doing a social experiment. And every year, the people of the vault had to choose a new overseer who would um, essentially have to commit, well, not commit suicide, but essentially be put to death. Like you're sacrificing someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they're led to believe that they're being sacrificed for the good of the rest of the people of the vault. The social experiment is they didn't have to do that. So these vault tech know guys it. are real creeps. It's cr- yeah, it's crazy. So they eventually decide not to do it, but by the time they say they're not going to choose someone, there's only five of them left. And if you go by any, if you put the pieces together of all the vaults, you could see that, and this vault was pretty large to begin with, they could have easily had 100 people to maybe, I don't know, 500 people living in this vault at one point. So they dwindle down to five people that are left, and they find out that they didn't have to sacrifice anybody because the vault unlocks if they decide not to sacrifice someone. Yeah. And um, that's where the four bodies are because at the end you hear the recording, uh, I guess with the terminal at the end. I, I kind of forgot that part, but I'm pretty sure it was with the terminal. You hear a recording of the five people that are left. They all are just super depressed about what they have done over the years. And they decide that instead of leaving, they'll all commit suicide um, because they're depressed. But one person doesn't. You hear four shots and then a heavy sigh and then he leaves. So there's one survivor. And I was like, oh man, I got to go meet this because obviously that guy's out there in New Vegas somewhere. So I start researching where I can find the survivor. Cut content. They were going to make the sole survivor be in New Vegas. He was going to be an NPC that you could talk to and get a quest from. And they cut it. It's the best vault in the game. The best story yeah. I probably heard. And it was cut because of the 18-month development time. It's you know, crazy. this game, I, I I love this game. It has, it's crazy how much more potential there is yeah. for the game. Yeah. Even though, I, yeah. like, I don't even like saying that because it's also head and shoulders still above other RPGs in its class, sure. in my opinion. Yeah. Just by how uh, quality the writing is. Um and and that's I don't know I've said it already a dozen times but that's that's yeah. the best thing of this game, in yeah. my, hands down in my opinion. Yeah, I just there were multiple times where I was like care, I started caring about something a lot, and then uh, it just ends up getting cut too soon, you know. And it, or, it's, or it, why? You're you're right. Yeah, the the game hooks you with these with yeah. these side quest stories, um, and and yeah, the, you want there to be more, but. The fact that the fact that you care at all is a a big like oh, it yeah. already sets it apart. And then there were a lot of times where I was genuinely made to laugh, and and like there's yeah. lots of really humorous stuff and really dark like <laughs> concepts. There, you know, in the in the game, there's plenty of like human depravity and dark concepts yeah. and interesting moral uh, quandaries, but then also plenty of humor. Like it was really warm and and funny. I, the warmest, uh, and funniest was, uh, Fisto, the robot. And, um, I was very surprised by this mission because it is probably for me, the most humorous one I went on and you had to find, I I forgot who it was for. I think it was like the bartender in the new Vegas area. Uh, he wanted, like different types of sex workers. So he wanted a ghoul, he wanted a smooth talker, and he wanted a robot. 
And uh, when you... Oh, can I guess? Can I guess the ghoul is... uh, There's a dominatrix lady in the the Mormon encampment. Is that the... I'm pretty sure that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it it was great. So, like, because I had speech set up, which would have gone with the character I actually would have had built from the beginning, I was able to talk her into, you know, working for him or whatever. But you get to the robot. The robot's name is... um, for short, Fisto, but it stands for something. I don't remember what it is because the funny part is it's Fisto. And you um This is our maturity bot. level. This is what connects with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I wasn't expecting this. I, I was just thinking it would be just like the other ones that I just sent over to the bartender to be sex workers. So I was like, I'm gonna program them, I'm gonna tell them to go to the bartender, right? And then options show up to take them for a test run. And I'm like, oh, that didn't show up for the other ones. Um, and he, uh, the robot fisted me. <laughs> and that was it. It was great. It was a, uh, I thought it was a really funny moment. As long as you I wasn't expecting it. it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It went out, I think it went outside. I don't know if Judge Dredd would do that, but Judge Dredd Ju- in New Vegas would certainly do it. If it happened to Judge Dredd, he might have to admit that he liked it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, but we don't know. I don't know. I mean, Judge Dredd's all about the killing. We didn't, we've never seen his personal uh, likes and dislikes, this, you know, outside of the This can't become the, the 2000 AD podcast because I just don't have the, the knowledge. Because, you know, once you start talking about a nerd franchise and you start saying things wrong, you're just going to upset people. He did have a robot in the first Judge Dredd with Stallone because, (laughs) um, because what's his name? The, the comedian that's Adam Sandler's Rob Schneider was inside the robot. Like he would hide in the robot. Rob Schneider should be called Adam Sandler's Rob Schneider. (laughs) Adam Sandler's Rob Schneider. I like that. Yeah. Um, so did you get around to doing anything in New Vegas since we last played? Because I, I completely finished it. I really, I ended up, you know, I chose a certain way. I don't know yes. what you know of the endings. Um, no, so I don't I, know if I, I know should talk about it. Yet. I know that it, it probably centers around a battle at the dam, I would imagine. Yeah, and it does. Based on based on what everyone says is coming, and I also may have seen you know, some spoilers. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, uh, but I, I don't, I don't know the story and I'm, I'll, I will be glad to talk to you about the story soon. Uh, okay. And, um, DLC eventually I'm going to play the DLC too. But. Oh, the one that was made by the, um, just the regular people. No, no, no. Or nah, did nah. they have no, official think, DLC? Yeah. I think, I think they, I think they put out DLC if I'm not Oh, mistaken. I didn't know that. I got to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But that's going to okay. be that's going to be for later. I'm not going to worry about doing that right now. Um Yeah. But I love the yeah. game and uh, I think I just like have too much on my plate with it and I don't mm-hmm. it just became a thing where it was harder to think about. Uh yeah. but yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But damn, this I got I got sucked back into Stardew and and Breath of the Wild yeah. and uh they're just both so good. They're both I, so I good. mean, I almost to be honest, I almost stopped playing it because there's a perk that you can fill in the map, right? You can at least see every point. It doesn't tell you what they are, or yeah, you can't yeah. fast, fast travel to them. But 
it shows you every point on the map. I thought I had a lot of the stuff filled in before I chose that perk. And when I chose it, there's like 120, over 150 spots on the map. And the game is it's, big. Is the game is like big and small at uh, the same time. I actually, right. it, isn't that neat? I mean, because really, I can remember, I can think about locations in the map. I can, I can think about who's there, what factions, you know, what, what, what yeah. enemies I could expect to see. Like, yeah. it's, it's, com- it's contained, but there's a lot. I don't know. I a really well done. Uh, map of that size i think i I think so too yeah i mean it was very well organized like i didn't feel like it was too disconnected but also i felt like it was connected enough you know it it was i liked the design of it but when i filled in that map and saw every point at once it felt super daunting and i was like there's no way i'll ever finish this but then it come you come to find out that not every place has a bunch of quests for you to go on and stuff it's just some of them have a little bit of NPCs you can meet, but not necessarily any quests. So, ended up being fine. But can we right when it right when I went from forty things to one hundred and fifty, I was like, no, there's no way I'll be able to finish this. But it was fine. So, yeah, because you don't got to um, do everything, right? I mean, that's no, that's yeah. the that's the lesson. Now, I I wanted to. Can we talk quickly about rumors? Of yeah. a Fallout New Vegas 2. Oh, I didn't know about this. This is well, brand it's, new it's to me. Very, where, where did you hear about it? It's very... Lo- well, you know, it's been it's been sort of mentioned ever since Microsoft uh, announced that they were acquiring Bethesda. Because oh, at that point, yeah. you have okay. Obsidian, the you know developers of New Vegas, the people who everyone knows made New Vegas. Now, I don't know... Right you know, the extent to which their teams are the same, but sure. you'd imagine there's some core there. And you have Bethesda, the publishers, together under yeah. the same house once again. And so um, there's some YouTuber who has reported on Valve News for a long time, and I don't want to mention his name because I don't remember it. But okay. um, <laughs> uh, but there he, he claims that there are there's reason to believe that there would be a, a new Vegas two within the next 10 years. Okay. All right. I mean, within the next right. 10 years, sure. That'd be, I think it, no, that's just, I, that's a rumor. That's just a rumor. That's yeah. someone who has leaked information in the past saying that they have information. I think what's more interesting is the cult status that this game has garnered and has continued to grow. Yeah. I think it's a safe, like if you, if you're Xbox and you buy, obsidian i mean you buy bethesda and you have obsidian to be able to make something right you, well they're gonna you i mean wanna, they're gonna want to make fallout games you, they, know? you have to you can't just yeah. buy them and be like no more fallout you're gonna yeah fallout you're gonna a make seller. a halo <laughs> yeah or they could do a halo fallout um i don't think they'll do that yeah they have to they bought them with the intent to make something safe but only come on the Xbox platform or be paid money by Sony so they could carry them on their platform too, right? I mean, it it is a business decision. When you make something that big like of an acquisition, you're going to make something safe and it's going to be a Fallout game. And New Vegas was well-received. People love New Vegas. I think it was generally more well-received than... um, 
Fallout 3, right? Didn't people just well really love New you, Vegas? It depends on who you ask. I think like yeah. uh, Fallout 3 probably got a higher critic meta score, okay. if, if that's something sure. you care about, uh, yeah. than, than did New Vegas. But the audience reception, especially among like quote unquote Fallout fans, yeah. From what I can see, right, there's people with different opinions, but from what I can see, people appreciate some of the richer story elements in New Vegas. They appreciate the uh, perk system being more... Like, a lot of the perks in Fallout 3 are just, like, added numbers to your stats. You know, the perks in New Vegas are, like, weird and interesting and, like, you know, affect how you interact with people. Um, Yeah. And, like, you know, there's, like, night vision and stuff like that. 3 might have that, too. Um, So... Yeah, I think there is a lot of uh, love for New Vegas. I think I think it's a safe choice to do a sequel to New Vegas. They've done sequels to regular Fallout enough times. You know, they did 76, 4. We don't need a 5 right now. We need a New Vegas 2. And I, I Well, 5, I could see five would, I think, maybe be a bigger box office, like, right. name. You know, Fallout 5, you know. And yeah. I, I think we'll probably see Fallout 5 before New Vegas 2. If, if that would Probably. ever happen, because Obsidian's so busy. They've got this yeah. uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ass game going on. What is that Are called? Are they the ones that did that? They did that? Grounded? Yeah. Was that Grounded? Grounded. Yeah, they do Grounded. I didn't know they did that. Okay. Uh, they've got the, the uh, oh man, this is bad, because I don't remember the name. It starts with an A. It's like a fantasy game that they're making for uh, Xbox. Um, what? Crap, There's I a, feel like an idiot. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I they mean annou- it was like yeah. one of the big Xbox like game announcements was they were creating a uh, a fantasy game. So Obsidian fantasy game, sort of they think of it as Fable. They no, they're not redoing Fable, games. are they? That's playground games. Hold on. <laughs> Jeez. I'm here I can't alone. Think of, I, oh. I got way avowed. Okay, avowed. Avowed. Okay, I don't yes, even remember yes. that. Of course, okay. we've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, Avowed is like going to be a fantasy genre game from Obsidian. Everyone, obviously, we can assume it's going to be an RPG. Um, okay. And so that's, I mean, that's exciting because yeah. I like my Skyrim and I like all my my Lord of the Rings and, and all that stuff. So let's I'm, check I'm it out. I'm down for it, man. I'm waiting for good Xbox games to come out. So... And Obsidian yeah. does good stuff. I'm excited. Um, yeah, count me down for a New Vegas 2 for sure. Um, I Were there any other games that you played recently? Because I also finished Hitman 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, talk about Hitman 3 because I can tell you about you know what I love about Breath of the Wild and you can tell me about what you love about Phoenix uh, Rising. Phoenix. Okay, yeah. Uh, what is it? Fien- uh, Immortals Phoenix Wright Rising. Immortals Phoenix Wright. That's what it should be. That'd be great to set a, a game in that in Greek mythology. I guess they can go there next with the next Phoenix Wright game. Um, Hitman Three. I'll, I'll mention my favorite mission because it's the first Hitman game I've finished. So it captivated me from the very beginning. It's just beautiful to look at. It's insane how well the game looks. I played it on PC, by the way. And I think it looks good on all systems. But I just, I needed to play it on, you know, the 3080 that I got. I needed to see what it was like. 
Um, but there's one mission in particular called Dartmoor, and the lo- the actual building is called Thornbridge Manor. And it's like, you know, these really rich people live there. You have to go kill this lady who is high up on the list. Um, but her family's there. And when you come up on this mission, you're about to enter the gate of the property. And there is a private investigator talking to the guards. And he needs to get in because there's obviously an alternate story being told that if you so choose... You could take the uh, investigator's identity and you can overtake that other storyline that's happening. And when you do that, you've unlocked the subquest of what's pretty much the plot of Knives Out, if you've ever seen that movie. Um, yeah. It's amazing. So it's not a hitman in game anymore. You're like investigating this family because there was a death in the family already. That's why the private investigator showed up to see who killed uh, the person in the family. And so now you are that investigator. Not only are you a hitman there to kill the old lady, you're there trying to figure out who killed this other family member. Um, And you start finding these secret corridors in the house. You you start overhearing conversations with workers and um, other family members. And you could put together this information. There's one point where you can pretty much, if you don't want to investigate it fully, you can um, think that someone else did it and, you know, kind of say they did it to the old lady and be wrong, you know. Uh, or you can investigate the whole thing and be right about who did it. But um, following this storyline also opens up a whole new way of killing that old lady. It's just the way they've connected all these just, it is the most artistic way of killing I've seen in video games. And uh, it's amazing. I, I freaking love the movie knives out. So being able to play it out was just surprising. Um, I loved it, man. It, it's I've loved uh, listen to you describe Hitman Three, and you're making me want to play a detective game. Yeah, you're making me want to play um, L.A. Noir. Yeah, L.A. Noir was so good. And oh, you never played L.A. Oh man, so well, I everyone, love LA everyone Noir. who's like got the biggest brains tells me it's a great game. So yeah, I check it out. I think it's great. It, the man it. I don't know if it holds up now. I know it came out on Switch and people said it played really well. I was interested in seeing how it would have played on Switch. But when you're like, they created tech so you could try to decipher someone lying just by looking at them, you know, with the sweat and facial expressions. And then also if you went to scenes of the crime and you interview all these people, you can put together that information like a real investigator um, and try to see if they're actually lying. But you can also be wrong at the same time. And then you're graded on how right you are, how wrong you are uh, at the end of a mission. It was really fantastic, but there's never been a, a good investigator game except for that. And I want more of it. And that's a rock star game. So they're never going to do another one of those. 
you know. Right. Well, it it didn't make the money that you know right. they'd hoped for, I think. And then also they've got like the the cash cow of yeah. them all, you know, with Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Yeah, online is yeah. where it's at, you know. So if they if they never if they never made another Red Dead game, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I I I think they will. But if they yeah. didn't, I'd be like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense because yeah, when these companies when they when they find revenue like they found with GTA, it's hard to justify doing anything else. Right. I mean, if that's what you're, if that's what people want, why risk? You know. I mean, Red Dead. Redemption did good, but it didn't do Grand Theft Auto good. Well, so, so Red like, Dead kind of ties into what we wanted to talk about with exploration games. Um, yeah. Because you're playing Phoenix Rising Immortals. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and I'm currently playing. Yeah. You and I enjoyed Death Stranding together, which is a very, yes. you know, go on a lot of going on walks, which I enjoy. Yeah. I'm going on yeah. a lot of walks right now in Breath of the Wild. I mm-hmm. really want to play Red Dead Redemption 2 because I want to go on some I want to go on a bunch of walks. Yeah. And I'm excited yeah. about that. I need so how to the, how, finish how's that. it going Oh, you need to finish Red Dead. Yeah. Well, how, how's yeah, it going I, taking yeah. walks these days? Immortals Phoenix Rising, I'm not really walking, I'm riding a horse and then flying because I've upgraded my stamina enough to where I can fly pretty far. Um, so I'm not walking so much anymore. I don't want to. It's too slow. It's huge, well, man. I was surprised by how huge this game area is, the world oh, cool. in Phoenix Rising. It's once you unlock so it it's very similar to Breath of the Wild in the way that you go up somewhere high, somewhere else on the map, and then you look out. It's almost like Assassin's Creed and Breath of the Wild, where you have to climb all the way up, look out, and then now you've kind of gotten rid of the uh fog of war, you know. Now you can see that part of the map and see all the missions and stuff or all the quests that you need to go on. But the Greek mythology behind it is really fun. Although I would say that the dialogue and the writing is really sappy, not sappy, but um, hokey and uh, not very well written, but fun enough. The fact that it's set in Greek mythology is what's really making it fun. If it was set in a fantasy world this would not like fantasy world is in things we've never heard of before like if they decided to do breath of the wild but in this kind of humor it would not have worked you know for some reason the fact that they do use uh, greek mythology it works okay and uh the environments are so well thought out and designed with all these structures being uh, designed off this Greek mythology that it's just everywhere I go, I'm in wonder of what I'm looking at and the scope and scale of the world is so massive. Um, It's a, I I can't believe this game runs as well as it runs and it plays as well as it plays. I I love it. Um, And I keep unlocking new elements like new mechanics because of new ways of fighting and new armor. The loot's pretty cool. Um, man, I'm having a blast. I'm, a fi- I'm 15, 17 hours in. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what the end boss is like. Because every encounter, every boss fight is exhilarating. 
And like you said, with trying to challenge yourself with Breath of the Wild, where you don't want to eat and cheese with food, you can sort of do that here where you can craft potions. And if you're getting low on health during a fight, you could just, you know, drink a potion, be back to full health immediately. I'm trying to challenge myself here because it's fun to fight a boss that you might not be super leveled for, but all you have to do is just spend more time fighting the boss and timing it correctly and you can overcome it. And that's the challenge. Um, and each boss fight's different. So I, I think it's really cool. And all the, all the, uh, they also have vaults that are sort of similar to the Breath of the Wild vaults where they're puzzle-based. Um, some of them are hard, some of them are not, you know, and some of them are stamina-based where you have to get across at a certain time. So it, the mechanics keep you invested, I think. There's the various uh, mechanics. It's cool, man. That's great. I, 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 I Look, I they yeah. give you a little bit of a rundown of the mechanics in the demo, and I liked, I yeah. liked the demo a lot. It was fun. So I know I'll play it uh, eventually. I was enjoying just sort of exploring around. Yeah. And it's just, it's beautiful. Like just being able to look in the distance and see everything. Um, no, like, you know, I'm again, I'm playing it on PC, so I don't know if it's different on console or not, but there's no, um, like, what's it called when an artifact, like a art asset just pops in, pop in, right? There's no, like, <laughs> I have not seen any pop in and the world is massive. So it's really cool. Not used to that. Um, and I guess that's it. That's all I had to say about Immortals Phoenix Rising because I'm not super far into it. I was trying to do all the vaults and get really cool armor. And I probably fought maybe one or two of the bosses. And uh, one of them was a three-headed snake recently. And it was huge. And that was a fun fight. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned you, using lots of mounts and uh, to get around quicker. And yeah. in Breath of the Wild, since I stopped fast traveling, which I stopped doing a long time ago, that was something I I changed a, a while back, just because right. I found that rewarding to plan out, a, uh, you know, I'm saying walk, but I'll take a horse most of the time. Sure. Plan out a journey and then take the journey, take... Plan out little side tracks, plan out little things to do. Um, so I've been doing that a lot. I've been really like getting into the horse combat in Breath of the Wild and yeah. trying to do impressive and fun things, throwing spears and uh, you know shooting my bow and, and that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, I don't know why, but that game uh, I can just go back to it, and it's and still yeah. like a relaxing, fun, sometimes exciting, uh, beautiful experience. Yeah. That if I had to say one thing that I wish was in Immortals Phoenix Rising would be horse combat, you don't have that in here. So the only thing you can do is ride it to get somewhere a little bit faster. Um, other than that, you can't even fight while you're mounted. You have to get off to, to fight. I don't know why they did that. but It's crazy um, that in, it, it's another example of something in Zelda that you don't need to do. I, I didn't ride a horse hardly at all the first time I played the game. And sure. then, and then I stopped fast traveling, and I was like, "I'm gonna do." You know, it just made more sense to use the horse, and I ended up really enjoying the mechanic and steering it around and getting to know the ho and catching different horses with different stats. 
Yeah. Uh, that was fun. fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get the massive horse? The one that's huge? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah get yeah, the big yeah. boy horse. Um that's yeah. a fun mission too because he's like back in a canyon area and you have to like catch him and then I, I especially the first time I played, it was really uh exciting because you go to this remote area to get the horse and then you have to make it past two lionels and like a group of horse like uh ocoblins on horseback yeah. and it felt you know dangerous even though it probably wasn't um yeah but yeah just one of those cool things in that game where it's like oh there's a giant horse yeah yeah that's rad and he's super strong and tanky and he can destroy anything i think um the other aside from immortal phoenix rising the other game that i just started playing and this is probably the last game that I'll talk about because it is the last game I started playing is Destruction All-Stars for PS5. And I didn't know if I would actually play it, but they, you know, it's their PS5 game that's free for the month. And every month there's going to be a free PS5 game. I don't know why Sony's doing that. Xbox certainly isn't. Well, you have to get the, you know, Xbox Game Pass and you get free games all the time, I guess. But like, they're just giving away. Yeah. But they're just giving away these PS5 games. And this one is... That's awesome. The best one I've played so far that's been part of that free thing on the monthly since the system came out. I heard people say Twisted Metal. And I was like, I'd play... If it's anything like Twisted Metal, I'll play that. I'd say it's a mix of that. Yeah, I I used to love Twisted Metal. um, Like the first two when they came out. Yeah, so good. Those were... Talk about blockbuster games. That's what I would go rent. Yes. Is Twisted yes, Metal, same. man. Uh, I, I'd t- rent Twisted Metal and we'd get um, uh, Hershey Nuggets and eat a... I would get a bag of Hershey Nuggets and my buddy would get a bag and we'd eat the entire bag. Oh, man. You know those chocolate nuggets? I know I could, the nuggets. I know. I, I'd I'm, eat a whole you know, bag in one game session. We would, in, we would be all about the ugh. pizza rolls pizza rolls and uh yeah. fruit and like kool-aid <laughs> there you go and uh yeah. <laughs> a video game with the boys so maybe i'll do that with destruction all-stars but i i feel like this game man the animation is because i'm an i i animate i make videos so i pay attention to the fluid animations and games but they whoever the production production design team is behind destruction all-stars created something amazing and i hope it doesn't go unnoticed because the animations of each character adds a ton of personality and when you select a character they get happy but you have a little little bit of amount of time to deselect before the match begins if you deselect each character has a specific set of animations where they look very angry with you for deselecting them. And um, that's super fun too and adds to their personality as well. Uh, Every little bit of animation is different on every character. So like when you start a match and they're all running at the very beginning, they all have different run animations. It just adds to you, you know, investing in your character because every little bit is different. Um, and then the vehicles feel really good. This is the first game where the dual sense 
and I played Dark Souls. Well, I haven't played Call of Duty um, Cold War yet, but uh, I played Dark Souls. I played a lot of the other games and, you know, the robot Demon game Souls. or whatever. De- oh, yeah, yeah, Demon Souls. This is the first game where the dual sense actually feels really great because when you start the car, th- the trigger has this uh, force feedback where you have to really think thrust your finger into the trigger to get the car to start and then once you do that it's you know easy to keep it down but you really feel the the weight of starting the vehicle and then just the constant way it vibrates while going over different yeah different pavement and stuff it's so good I'm a huge Forza fan, but what you're telling me right now is that I really want to play Gran Turismo. Like whatever the next okay. Gran Turismo yeah. is, I oh very much want to play that. <laughs> because Can you uh, imagine oh my god, the dual sense for Gran Turismo yeah. is gonna be insane, man. Yeah. I yeah. love do you like Gran Turismo games? I, I think I've always enjoyed yeah. them. We had them for we had like the PlayStation one. That's and, what I was gonna uh, say. PlayStation one is when I was really into Gran Turismo, but then the yeah. UI on Starting with PS3 actually made me dislike the game. Um, yeah, I, I played I played them for uh, PS1 and PS2. Yeah, um, that's what I did. And they they were amazing. Uh, and then yeah. I later I got into Forza. I've I really I want to play the Gran Turismo for PS4. I haven't played it, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sport, I've not. I think it's called. Yeah, I've never played it. But you know they are making the one for PS5, so I'm just gonna wait for that one and. Oh, hell in, yeah. Cause it's that's going to be, be, with those controllers, that's just going to be nuts. It's going to be great, yeah. I wonder if they'll release like a dual sense. Oh, man. Now I'm just like thinking, I bet they'll release a steering wheel that's a dual sense steering wheel. That'd be awesome. But I'm just making oh, stuff up now. There will be steering wheels, you can you can rest yeah. assured. But I, I'm, I've never been a wheel guy. Uh, yeah. And, and I normally don't turn on like all the most hardcore driving modes in those games. Sure. You know, um, yeah. I don't, you know, a lot of times I'll use automatic. What I'm saying right now is going to get me canceled, but um, <laughs> that's okay. I, I do use yeah. automatic. Uh, but that all that said, like the idea of a Gran Turismo game specifically, which is more, um, you know, simulation focused and recreating the feeling of driving in these cars uh, with the dual sense will be pretty dope. Yeah, I think so too. That'll be great. Um, what do you have in your queue coming up? Oh, the queue. I'm glad that you brought this up. I'm glad that we're going to end on our queue. I think that's a good idea. Um, well, I'm, I'm like new Vegas obviously is queue number Mm -hmm. one. Uh, then Stardew, I want to get to like the extra content that I haven't seen yet. Um, breath of the wild is like, I'll just always go back and play it. So it's not really a cute game. It's just like something that I play. Um, I had answers to this. Oh, oh, I know. (laughs) I know. I need to be done with new Vegas before the 12th because, uh, on the 12th on game pass, we're going to get final fantasy 12, which I've not played. And I, I really want to play, uh, people with the big brains like before who said that Hitman three was good. Who also said that, um, what was the other one? Uh, L.A. Noir. Thank you. 
the big brain people. <laughs> they say L.A. Noir is great. They say that Hitman 3 is phenomenal. They say Forza Horizon 4 is a, is a hoot. And they also say that Final Fantasy 12 is really good. And I've, as you know, played a lot of Final Fantasy recently. Final Fantasy yeah. 7, you know, the plus remake four? came this year. Oh, never mind. Oh, That's right. 11. 7 well, plus 4 remake, is 11. Yeah, 7 so plus not, 4 is yeah. 11. I haven't played 11, but I've played 7 and 4, so it counts. Uh, but no, 7 Remake came out and then like made me super interested in replaying 7, so I beat that on Switch. Yep. Uh, 4, I've, I played and was blown away by how much I liked it. I was just way better than what I was expecting. Uh, yeah. And then, and now I want to play more just because I, lo- I like this franchise. And... Uh, I've got a lot of choices. I could do like six, eight, nine, ten. I want to play all those games. Uh, yeah. But then twelve is another one that I want to play and I haven't had access to. Haven't had. Haven't been able to say it's worth spending forty bucks for the right. for the Zodiac Age version of it. Um, but it's coming to Game Pass, so I'll on just play 12th, it on my computer. Said? The twelfth. The twelfth game yeah. is coming out on the twelfth. Oh wow. Okay. I think that's right. Cool. Or the 14th, yeah, a, and I just me- mixed it yeah. up because my brain could only remember one number at a time, maybe. I'm going to download it myself. I'm not sure if I'll stick with it. I don't know if I've ever finished a Final Fantasy game, so something... It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't seem like the kind that you would finish, necessarily. Yeah. Unless you, unless you really got into the... Because there tends to be a lot of uh, turn-based fighting or... You know, whatever. I don't know. I still I, think I like turn-based fighting, though. That's the. Th- I don't know what it is. I think it. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I with seven the re- remake. It's the first time I played seven. I did not like the dialogue, and I didn't like the characters. It wasn't. Um, I guess it was a little bit of the way the fighting was being represented. But let's just like, let's just be clear, though. You played until you basically played the demo. I basically did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I should give it another shot. You have no obligation to give it another shot, but if you're gonna, Other you know, than just spending you know. money on it, I, I, you know, <laughs> no, I, I don't true. like spending sixty dollars and then not finishing something. So. That's a game. That's a game. It took me like probably twenty hours into the game before I was like, oh, I get this. I get this battle system now. It took me a cool. long time. Twenty but, hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, but I mean, all the information is there for you at sure. the beginning. It just had to click for me. Um, the idea yeah. of staggering because. You use certain moves to stagger opponents. Um, you're it, you get why you start to understand why your party members are kind of like dumb. It's because they're basically blocking to build ATB, and then you are you can give them commands. Like you can you can yeah. switch over to them and like and and so like getting used to that. It's a new thing. I'd never done anything like it, but I must say that it is my fi- I'm gonna say it's my favorite JRPG wow. battle system ever. Wow. It's so okay. satisfying by the time everything clicks because the characters are all so different. And so the variety is fun. And then there's different things you can do, just like with the old Final Fantasy VII with Materia. You can build different kinds of teams, uh, even though okay. you're limited to like who it is. But All right. Well, I'm going to add know, that to my queue. And then I'm going to... Well, Did we cancel if you Q? If you don't like anime, if you don't like like cheesy over the top action anime, yeah. which is it sounds like it was kind of like it was too cheese, then yeah. like that's what it is. It is that. Okay. And I like it because it, to me it reminds me of like 90s action movies and with like an anime aesthetic. 
Yeah. Uh, See, maybe I'll like it more if I keep that in mind. I think so. I think Cloud's cool. I think he cusses cool. Um, <laughs> I think he cusses cool. Yeah. You know, when you go, when you do the, the best part in the game for me, hands down, is like the chapters where you're with Aerith and mm-hmm. uh, like all the story that happens there and their interaction, I thought was the highlight of the game. So that's when I got hooked and I was like, okay, this is special. I really like this. And it was around the same time that the battle system clicked. So I would say okay. if you are going to push through and try again, push through, get to the end of the segment with Aerith, and then decide, is this for me? Because if, if that doesn't do it, I think that it's probably not for you. Okay. Okay, I'll get to Aerith. What is that, 50 hours in? No, no. I I think it's like within the first 20 hours, maybe like 15, okay. but I mean, cool. not just yeah. when no you're with deal. her. I mean, I mean like the whole, her whole section, yeah. uh, in, uh, the market and uh, I can't remember anything. Okay. So to get spent. Okay. So get on Google calendar, mark down 20 hours to get to Aerith and then 15 more hours with Aerith. I don't know the I don't know the hours. Like I, in fact, okay. I it'd be different for everybody. But I just mean like in the yeah. story. I got you. Okay. What Wall Market? Yeah, when you're through with Wall Market, that section. If you okay. get through that and you're like, I, I'm this still isn't clicking, then you you could probably just jump off the train at that point. Okay. That's a that's I'll an FF7 reference. Okay. <laughs> I'll uh yeah I I'll add that to my queue so that'll go in the front of the queue. Um. I'll download it tonight and I'll start pushing through. And next time we record, I'll tell you my thoughts on Final Fantasy VII and everybody will stop listening to the podcast because I might say something negative about it. There's no way. There's no way. You've got, you've got, you're going to all of a sudden put Final Fantasy VII Remake at the top of your queue and you didn't even like it that much? Come on, man. Get real. All right. Well, look, (laughs) I can't tell you what to do. Uh, I enjoyed the game. Yeah. But well, the only I, other oh, game I, I have for my queue is Destruction All-Stars, uh, Destiny 2's next expansion, and yeah. maybe playing Division 2, which is pretty much dead at this point. The only thing going on for Division 2 is uh, apparel events because COVID uh, derailed their entire plans. Um, I really like Division 2. They had a... Just real quick had a Resident Evil event planned where they were going to introduce zombies and do like a horde mode with zombies set in Resident Evil. But then now it's just an apparel event. So like you can earn costumes from Resident Evil and the Nemesis mask, but there are no zombies or anything Raccoon City PD, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll do the apparel event just because I want that Nemesis mask, but... God, that would have been so cool to have the undead in the Division universe because that game, I mean, I really like the... I think Division 2 is some of the best third-person uh, gameplay, especially for a shooter, third-person. Anyway, I yeah. So anyway, those were my other games in my queue, but I think I'll give Final Fantasy VII another shot because I've already paid for it, so... Our queues are jam-packed, and uh, another warning I'll give you about Remake is that some of the story doesn't make sense if you haven't played yeah, well. the other Final Fantasy games, which that, to me, when I found that out, and, and you find that out, I won't say when, but when I learned that that was what the game was, that it was kind mm-hmm. of a continuation, 
and less of a, and I don't think I'm being too spoilery because you didn't play the original. So it's not like you're attached to that. Um, but it's more of a continuation than it is a a remake. And when I found that out, I was like, that's cool. I think that's bold and neat and good, but I do think they could have done a better job telling the story for people who didn't have the context, uh, from the original. Yeah, I really That's didn't all. think they would have done that. That's interesting to me. So They straight right. up did it. I got to look at it. All right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add, or are we ending it here? This I think this is our longest one yet. So long, so long. I had a whole rant about video game genre titles, uh, which will thankfully not come out of my mouth. But I'll say that, um, you know, my oh, cue yeah, is... do that. My cue is bursting. Uh, yeah. Let's get together on this this tier list idea and invite people to okay. come give us ideas for tier lists. And yeah. uh, and I'm going to play L.A. Noir and I want to play Final Fantasy XII, and that's all there is to it. Okay, let's do that. And then uh, let's get together sooner than later so we can go over your video game genres and then also hopefully uh, someone will send us some tier list ideas and we'll go over those. Okay, well, you're just going to see me like out in the park, like that meme, that meme with the guy with the with the poster that says, tell me or like prove that I'm wrong or something like that. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say, it's going to say, mine's going to say. Super right wing guy? Crowder? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's who it gonna, is. Yeah, you're going to become a QAnon person. That's what we meant by the Q. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to adopt any of his political positions, but I will mm. use his sign meme, and I'm going to okay. say Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Castlevania, and Mega Man are all the same genre of game. And prove me wrong. That's what it's yeah. going to be. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I could prove you wrong on that, but I'll have to create my argument, and then I'll submit my argument at the next podcast. No, I actually think I'm going to convince I'm going to be able to convince you on this one. Oh, here we go. This is going to be a perfect disagreeers club episode. I think you'll agree. I think you'll agree. <laughs> All right. I don't I am already taking the opposite stance cuz I have to. Well, no, I respect that. You should do that. Yes. You should push back uh but at the end of I mean like at the end of the day when you're on your Beth de- yeah. deathbed <laughs> Beth dead. <laughs> when you're on your deathbed, you're going to be like, yeah, well like but he's right though. When I'm on when I'm on Beth's dad, <laughs> <laughs> when you're on Beth's dad, you're gonna be like Nick was right about these video games. He's gonna be like, "Thank you, son." Uh, bye. Yeah. Goodbye.